How many know the gospel of Christ is God's power? I'm telling you right now, when you realize what his power is, you're going to be so grateful that you're getting this word every day. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for your power. Somebody say, Lord, thank you for your power. Where will we be today if God did not release his power in our lives? But we're going to show you what the word says. Let's get into the word. Now, today, I'm teaching on the Apostle Paul ministry. The Apostle Paul ministry. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the series first. The Apostle Paul ministry. Now, let's go first. Uh, this, this verse scripture is very powerful because God told him what he wanted him to do. Didn't give him nothing but the word. Hallelujah. Told him, I want you to open the Gentile eyes. Turn them from darkness to light. Turn them from the power of Satan to God. So they can receive forgiveness of sins and receive their inheritance. And gave him nothing but the word. Oh, that just encouraged me right there. My God Almighty, that's just like if I got the word, I got enough. I got enough. If you got the word, if you got the word, you're going to make it. You got what you need if you got the word. Oh, my God. And there's some sent him out among all the Gentile people who could take his life. And all he has is the word. Oh, my God. I, that just blows me away right there. Now, let's get into the word. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter number 3. His ministry is to make sure he pass it on. Make sure other folks get what he has. Going to change your life. Galatians chapter number 3. We want to look at the first five verses. Galatia chapter number three. Verse one, you're going, to read, you're going to read with me, verse one through five. Verse one says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Going to come to this camera one more time. He's talking to the Galatia people. Now, these people would not believe the word. So we're going to see the day why they didn't believe the word. So you got a whole lot of people going to be listening to this message. And they have a problem believing the word. I'm talking about like Thessalonians say, as the word of God. When you heard the word, you did not hear the word as the word of men, but as is in truth, the word of God. See, can you take God at his word? Let's see. Verse number one. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the word, the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you. This only will I learn of you. Receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Or are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, and are you not now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, or if it be yet in vain? He therefore that minister to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you, how does he do it? Doeth he it by the works of the law or does he, does he do it by the hearing of faith? 
So I'm going to be talking today on the hearing of faith. Now, last week, last week you were able to get a, a teaching that I did. Uh, I brought, we came from this place. We came, we already taught on the gospel of Christ. Then we taught on the blood of Christ. See, if you preach the gospel of Christ, people will receive the blood of Christ. Then I talked about spiritual life. And then last week, we talked about receiving spiritual life. And we had to show you all these different ways how people used to receive spiritual life. Then we came down to show you today's message, the hearing of faith. Now he wants to go back and ask you, how did you receive? Was it by the works of the law or was it by the hearing of faith? Now, if you have to divide those two words is what you want to hear. What Paul is doing is showing them two ways they have been receiving. Otherwise, last week I showed you the works of the law. I didn't call it the mess of the works of the law because when they, re when they heard the word last time, they did works. So you want to understand the word works. Say that with me. Works. Because that word works puts you under the law. Go to Romans chapter 11, verse 6. The word works puts you under the law. But that's not the only word he's going to use for the law. He's going to use the word flesh. So anytime you use works, you're under the law. That's what he said. How did you receive the spirit? Did you receive it by the works of the law? Now, in the NLT, it says the law of Moses, because that's really what it is. If you're trying to use the law of Moses or the works of the law, you can't receive the truth. So he's telling you the only way that you can receive from God is by the hearing of faith. Well, I hope I hear somebody. I hope I got somebody hear what I just said. The only way that you can receive what you need to hear from God is by the hearing of faith. And if I don't preach Christ, you can't hear from God. That is awesome. Oh, my God, if I had just one amen. Romans chapter 11, verse number six. And if by grace, now he's giving you, when Paul is ministering, Paul is always comparing spiritual thing with spiritual thing. You remember that first Corinthians chapter two? That's how he teach. I go there next. First Corinthians chapter two, we'll go there next. Start with verse seven. And we'll show you everything Paul did. He did it by comparing so he used things, he learned this from Jesus because he used things that teach us. He used natural things to teach you spiritual things. So here Paul says in Romans chapter 11, verse 6, and if by grace, then it's no more works. See, he's showing you now that you, these people have left works. Say, so we left works. See, when you were in the ministry of John the Baptist, baptized in the Jordan, you went from there until uh, baptized, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. 
Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. You're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He's telling you what you did to do it. Works. So he's saying from there, how did you get the Holy Ghost? They laid hands on you, Acts chapter 19. Works. See, you're leaving works and you're going now into grace. So grace is the spirit. Say grace, grace. is the spirit. So you have to understand that you can't use works no more. You only can use one thing in the spirit realm and how many know what it is? How many know what it is? You only can use one thing in the spirit realm. How many know what it is? I gave you the message. Anytime I ask you what you something, I already gave you the message. It's faith. See, that's why you got to understand this message. The hearing of faith, let me say it, I said it earlier. The hearing of faith is the only way you can receive from God. Ain't that what I just said earlier? When I started out, I told you that. You can't hear, you can't get, you can't hear from God without the hearing, unless not preach Christ. So what happened is you go into a ministry where they're not preaching Christ. You can't even hear from God. You can't even receive faith. This is, this, is, this is detrimental to your ignorance. See, if I were listening to this message and I was a pastor and I heard this tape this morning, I would say, it's nowhere in the world I can sit up and talk to people all day long about folks in their life. You don't need them people in your life. They, da, 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 da. Never going to get faith. You're never going to get faith and you'll never change. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Romans chapter number 11, verse 6. And if by grace, there is no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, it's no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. So you have to understand that he's dividing the line right down the middle. You was in the Old Testament, you was under what? Works. They were under the law. They were under the law mean what? They were under works. Now let's go and show you that same thing. Because if they were under law, they was under work. Now there's a scripture that I use all the time. And this is what I said to them. I said to them uh, that you are not under the law, but you are under grace. I just want to see how many students I got in there. You are not under the law, but you are under grace. Romans 6, 14. See, that, that's why I always say to you, mark your Bible. Right there by Romans 11 and 6, you should put 6, 14. Because you are not under the law. You're under grace. And you got to understand what it means to be under grace. Romans chapter 6, verse 14. We're going to put it on the screen. The Bible says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. The only reason why sin cannot rule in your life, because you're not under the law. See, by the law is the knowledge of sin. And most people are still trying to get rid of sin 
You know why? They are still under the law. If you being preached the law, here's another one. If you are being preached to, if somebody is preaching to you the law, you will have the knowledge of sin or you will talk about sin. Why people are always talking about sin? Because they sit under people who is preaching to them works. Works mean you got to be baptized in water. You got to be baptized in water in Jesus' name. You got to be laying on a hand. Are you are? Uh, well, let me ask you another question. Uh, in Acts chapter 2, uh, how many know what Acts chapter 2 stood for? What chapter that stood for? 40 days, 50 days after the cross. What, don't you? I told you last week. That's why I'm asking you that. Acts chapter 2, you should write in your Bible. Pentecost. See, that's when Pentecost began, Acts chapter 2. It'll say, the day of Pentecost had fully come. See, you have to understand why. That's why people call themselves what? Pentecostals. So when somebody asks you, are you Pentecostal, what are they asking you? See, if you know what Acts chapter 2 says on the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and they all heard them speak with. See, if you know what Pentecost is for, you'll know why folks ask you the question. See, my job is to educate you. My job is to get ignorance out of you. That's my job. And it going. It's going to be going, going, gone. Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because you are not under the law. But you're under grace. So because you're under grace, then you must understand you are under the law of the Spirit. All right, I'm going to show you two verses. I'm headed to my message. The hearing of faith. I'm headed to my message. You're in the book of Romans. You are under the law of the Spirit. That's Romans chapter 8 and verse number 1. See, once Paul's testimony as he passed, see, everything else he was telling you what he was going through, Romans 1, 2, 3, 4, but he finally got past Romans chapter 8 number eight. Once he came to Romans chapter eight, he realized there was no more condemnation. Romans eight tell you there's no more judgment. There's no more condemnation. See, people today still think there is going to be eternal judgment. And they don't realize eternal judgment took place, watch this, at the cross. But if you don't preach the cross, you don't know what happened. You don't know what God did on the cross. See, people thinking God had to go to the throne. God's throne was the cross. And I, if I be lifted up on my throne. <laughs> oh, Lord. Now, in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There's therefore now. Come on, talk to me. There's therefore what? Now, 2,000 years ago. No condemnation, no judgment to them which are in Christ Jesus. See, we think he's just talking about just that day. No, he's talking about forever. Once you're in Christ, there's no judgment. Judgment took place at the cross. He was telling those people, if you're in Christ, you can't be in judgment. You cannot be in condemnation. Verse number two, he's going to tell you why. For the law of the spirit of life 
in Christ Jesus had made me free from what? From the law of sin and death. That's what the two things he's showing you. Because you're in Christ, you are free from the law of sin and death. Sin, you're not under sin. Sin cannot have no, no dominion over you because you're under grace. Grace being the spirit. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm headed to my message. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. So you have to understand what, what, what ministry you're under. You're under ministry of the Holy Spirit. The gospel of Christ is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He's the one who revealed this word to Paul. Romans chapter number one, 2 Corinthians 6. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 6. Let's go down and uh, I'm not going to do that. I want chapter 3. I thought I said 3, I'm sorry. If I didn't say 3, I meant 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. Paul just told him in verse 5, our sufficiency is of God. Now in verse number 6, that's where we want to be at. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 6. Who has made us able ministers? See, that's what grace does. Who has made us able ministers? That's why Paul said, by the grace of God. Remember that? 1 Corinthians 15 verse 9 and 10. You need to make sure you put that in your Bible. Who has made us able ministers of the New Testament. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Why? The letter does what? So when I show you the law, if I preach to you the law, what's going to happen to you? you you're not going to have no fruit, no fruit of righteousness. You're going to have death. The wages of sin is death. See, if I preach law to you, I'm causing death to work in you, not life. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Now, when he said the spirit giveth life, what is he talking about that giveth life? Your subject. When you don't know something, go back to your subject. Right. The spirit of faith. When I preach Christ, the spirit of faith means I preach to you the message of Christ. When the Bible says, and I'm going to show you in a moment, faith come by hearing, he's talking about by hearing the message of Christ. When you hear the message of Christ, you receive the Spirit. See, you receive the Spirit of what you're hearing. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Put that in your notes. We'll go there next. After what I already gave you. See, that's how the word is. What you, if you're being taught the law, you receive the spirit of the law. The spirit of the law is condemnation and death and judgment. But if, you hear, if you, you are taught the spirit of Christ, the spirit of grace is what you're going to get. The spirit of life is what you're going to get. That's what you got to understand. So that's why you don't submit yourself to somebody who's not preaching you Christ, not preaching grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 6, one more time, let's go there. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6, who has made us able ministers 
of the New Testament. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. What is he comparing to? Another word. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Grace. That's how you have to understand. That's what you got to mark in your Bible. He's showing you not, not of the letter, not of the law, but of grace. Can you see it? Why? Because the law, the letter kill it. Law kill it. If I preach to you law, it kill it. But what did it tell you? But the spirit giveth life. So when I preach to you grace, what am I giving you? Life. That's why you got to be, you got to be attentive and get this word. This is when you receive life. This is when you receive the spirit. Because the message is called once again what? Yes. See, if I can get that in your heart, I got to get that in your heart. Come on, sit. The hearing of faith. Yes. How do you get life? Yes. Right. So when I'm preaching you faith, I'm preaching you Christ. Let, let, let me show you that. Uh, let's go back to Galatia. Uh, chapter 3, we're going to look at verse 2 and verse 5 in the NLT on your screen. Galatia chapter 2, verse 5. I'm sorry. Yeah, Galatians chapter 3, verse 2 and verse 5. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 3 and verse 5. See, people say, oh, yeah, that church right down the street. I'm just going to go there right now. I know I'm a member of Door of Faith, but I'm just going to go to that one right down the street there. It's just a little one. And that's what happened with Lot when he came out of Sodom. God told Lot to go to the kingdom, go to the mountain, the kingdom. Lot said, well, there's, a, there's, a, there's another town over there, Zohar. Let me go to that, just a little one. At that place, his children lost their virginity. Both his daughters. And when he got up inside of the mountains, when he finally went, they slept with their own daddy. Wonder where they learned all that stuff from. The place they just came from. So you got to understand something. This is not a game. When you get a chance to get the word, you get a chance to get life. You, it's not just going to be for you. It's going to be for your family, your children. Because your children only can know what you know. You can't teach them no more you have. And if you get this word in your soul and it begins to burn in your heart, you're going to begin to minister to your family. Let me say it again. Until the word... It's burning in your heart. You'll never minister to your family. It's an awesome thing that happened to Noah. Noah went to all his family and told them that God's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, and nobody believed him. They, they looked at him like he didn't know what he's talking about. See, it's an awesome thing to wake somebody up and tell them a the house on fire, and they go back to sleep because they don't believe you. And they die in their sleep because they didn't believe you. You couldn't convince them that the house on fire. See, the thing about it is, when you're telling somebody about their salvation, if they can't see it in you, they can't believe it in you. They have to see to believe. So when you're witnessing somebody, you must be a person to witness to them or else they won't believe it. Come on, get along a big hand. I hope he's speaking to your heart. See, that's what happened with Lot. They didn't believe what he says. 
Now, let's look. 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 3, we're looking at verse number 2 and verse 5 in the NLT. I'm sorry, Galatia 2. Galatia 3, verse 2 and 5. Thank you. Always correct me. I need it. Galatia chapter 3 and verse 2. Are you there yet? It says, let me ask you this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Now, he just told you what the law of Moses is. I'm going to give you some more of that because I'm, on, I'm not going to go back over what I went over last week because the law of Moses was the baptism of John the Baptist. See, all that's back there, baptized in Jesus' name, repent. All that stuff is baptized. I'm going to show you in Hebrew 9, 14, put this down. The Bible called that dead works. See, all that stuff that you picking up back there just dead works. So he, he asked him a question in verse 2. Let me ask you this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. I'm going to give him the answer. So you got to look at your life. Is your light shining bright? Let me ask this question. Is your light shining bright? Are you so totally convicted in your own life that other people want to be with you? If you're not totally sold out in your own life, people don't believe what you're saying. It's an awesome thing to witness to somebody and they, they don't believe what you're saying. You cannot convince them that you believe. How can you convince them to believe? How many hear what I'm saying? You got to be sold out. Look at somebody and say, you got to be sold out. You got to be sold out. If you're sold out, the light is burning bright in your life. So when you tell somebody else about Christ, remember, this is the only way they're going to receive faith. This is the only reason, the only way they're going to be saved. There's not another way. Put Romans 1, 15 through 17 underneath what you already got. If you're keeping notes for me, you got my notes, not only your notes, my notes. Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 2 and 5 in the NLT. Verse 2 again says, let me ask you this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You receive the Spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ. Not John the Baptist. The message you heard about Christ. How many know only one person? Preach Christ. What's his name? The only person preached Christ is Paul. You could not be saved under Peter message. You could not be saved under John the Baptist. You could not be saved under James. You could not be saved under, under none of these guys. Why? Because they did not preach Christ. They preached Jesus. Only Paul preached Christ. Let me show you what Paul preached when he first got water baptized by Ananias. You do have a moment, don't you? Let's, let's go. Let me finish this first. You put that down, Acts chapter 9. We'll go to, soon we leave here. But let's finish this verse in the NLT on the verse 5. 
So you're going to say it again. So when the Bible talks about the hearing of faith, he's talking about the hearing the message about Christ. How many got that part yet? Now I need you to write that down. I don't need you to play with me because I need that for evidence. When I get down in the, in the thick of Jordan, I need to know, you know what that means. The hearing of faith means the message, hearing the message about Christ. I just told you in verse number two, let me go to verse number five. You cannot tell me about Jesus and get me saved. I'm preaching good. I'm here to help you. Because you got, you got, I grew up, I grew up, just believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. How many of us, how many of us were there? That's all I was told. Just believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. As a matter of fact, I was given a little booklet called Roman Road. How many know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all wasn't given a little book called Roman Road. I know I gave it to a lot of you myself. <laughs> Roman Road can't get you saved. It's only going to keep you in Rome. You didn't get it. It's the Roman road. But people use that as a witness tool because they thought that you can go through, we were all in sin, shaping iniquity and sin, our mother, we were all sinners. They showed you that. Then it only took you to Romans 10 for you to confess with your mouth and you still wasn't saved. Because the only thing you confess in Romans 10, 9 and 10 is Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ, not Lord, the Son of God. And believe God raised from the dead. You believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? That's Romans 10. And believe God raised from the dead. And then it says, thou shalt be saved. Nobody preached Christ but Paul. Don't forget that. All right, let's go down and read verse 5. We are in Galatians chapter 3, and we're getting ready to read verse number 5. Paul says, I ask you again, because he want to know. I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. I mean, are we settled on that? All right. Now, because you believe the message about Christ, I say we're going to go somewhere next, and then we'll start on our paperwork. No, no, I just, I just got through saying, out of all you have, Romans 1, 15 through 17, I said we're going to do that first, and then we're going to go to the all that you got for me. Everybody got that? All right, now, in Romans chapter 1, verse 15 through 17, I want that out to NLT, please. Romans chapter 1. We always hear that, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, it's the power of God and the salvation. All right, but I want you to hear what it says in the NLT. Just want you to hear, hear it again. Romans chapter number 1, and verse number 15. NLT. Here we go. Romans 1 15. Paul says, I am eager to come to you in Rome to preach the good news. How many know what the good news is? Now, this time of the year, you should at least know what the good news is. If you're going to celebrate the coming of God's Son, you ought to know what the good news is. 
All right. All right. If I ask you during the Easter time, then you ought to know what happened at the good news then, right? This is just the coming, right? All right. Easter is the going. All right. You, you, you got the different time, right? All right. Now, he says in, in uh, Romans chapter number one and verse number uh, 16, he said, to preach the good news. I already told you that in verse 15. Verse number 16. For I'm not ashamed of the good news about Christ. See, if you don't preach Christ, there ain't no good news. I said, if you don't preach Christ, you don't have no good news. You got old news. I'm not ashamed of the good news about Christ. Why? It is the power of God at work. It's the power of God what? At work. Now, you remember last week I gave you, put it in your note, I gave you uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And anybody know what verse I told you? You receive the word of God, not of the word of men, but as the truth of the word of God. Four, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, what verse? 13, right? 13. Is that right? I said that right? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. I said that right? All right. So I want you to put that down at the bottom. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Thank you for correcting me. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. All right. I receive the word of God, not as the word of men, but as in truth the word of God. Now, I'm going to show you what this, this is saying to you right now. In Romans chapter 1, we are in NLT, Romans chapter 1, and we just read to you verse number 16. That's where we're at. Let's go back there on the screen. Romans 1, 16. I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ. Watch what they're going to say. It is the power of God at work. So if I preach Christ, crucified, his death, burial, and resurrection, then God's power is at work, watch this, saving everyone who believes. So, so when you are preaching Christ, God's power is at work doing what? Saving everyone who believes. So if you don't preach Christ crucified, the Holy Ghost cannot take that power and cause in people's heart to save their souls. You preaching the gospel of Christ, start the process so the Holy Ghost can work in a person's life. So when I go to 1 Thessalonians 2.13, he worketh also in them that believe. Well, who make it work? Put Ephesians 3.20 down. Put, Ephi put Philippians 2.13 down. See, things ought to just pop up in your spirit. Because it's God who worketh in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure. So, if God's going to work in somebody, then I got to what he got to have a vessel. God can't do nothing in your sister, brother, mother, father, unless you step in. You the one know the word. So you start ministering the word to somebody, the spirit now begin to work in them. The spirit can't work in your brother and your sister just by prayer. You also got to have the word. 
That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed. That's why Isaiah said, send me, I'll go. God have to have a vessel who will minister his word, who are bold enough to tell somebody about the Christ that came this year, 2,000 years ago, this time of the year, 2,000 years ago. This man came and saved our soul from hell. And he is the Christ, but he also is both now Lord and Christ. And he wants to live in your soul. I say he wants to live in your soul. That's why he created himself again. <laughs> I know you may say, God created himself again, yeah. He's the first begotten from the dead. He's the first creature. First of all, many brothers. See, he's the first what, of his own spiritual kingdom. Just like Adam was the first of his natural kingdom, he's the first of his spiritual kingdom. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Once again, I'm not ashamed. We'll read on the NLT Bible. I'm not ashamed of the good news about Christ. It's the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. Thank you. The Jew first and also the Gentiles. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. So when you preach Christ, what does it do? What, what does God do? He makes a person right in his sight. So if you want, you're looking at your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your auntie, cousin, niece, and nephew, and you want them to be right with God. And there you are with the answer. And you won't even release the power. Look at somebody and say, let the power go. Let me put it this way. Turn the light on. Because that's what happened when you begin to preach Christ. You turn the light on. You got somebody sitting in darkness. They can't come out until they see the light. And you the one got that light. You turn that power on, begin to tell them about Christ Jesus, and I'm telling you something, after a while, their eyes are open. They are turned from darkness to light. They are turned from the power of Satan to God. They'll come out of darkness. You got the power. All right, let's take, let's take this time because I can go on and on and as I'm, as I'm talking, the Spirit of God continue to give me scriptures. And God said, I like this NLT Bible. Let me do this last verse here in verse number five, in verse number, Romans chapter number one and verse number 17. This good news tell us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished, I like this, from start to finish. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith a righteous person has life. Let me say it again. It is through faith that a righteous person has life. So that's why our ministry today on what? The hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. Hearing of faith is the same as the hearing of the gospel of Christ. 
It is called the faith. All right. Now let's go to work. I, I got, I got, let me get that what you got out there because I get my notes. We ain't going nowhere else. You do have some notes, right? I, I got to go. I'm on tape. Hebrew 9.14. You, you think about what the next one is. I come out there. Hebrew 9.14. Let's go on the stream. Watch what I'm going to show you. Hebrew 9. Watch what God delivered us from. How much more shall the blood of Christ, somebody thank him for his blood. Come on, let's thank him. Because every day of your life, you ought to thank God for the blood of Christ. That's how he saved you. He washed our sins away in his own blood. Nothing can wash away sin. Nothing but the I know they said the blood of Jesus, that's okay. You know what? He is Jesus Christ. He is Christ Jesus. But that's how you got your sins washed away. See, people tell you, oh, yeah, come over here and get baptized in water in Jesus' name. And I, I said, and for what? Yeah, because you can come and get your sins forgiven. Only God, get, for, God has forgiven sin. It's not like he gonna. All right. Hebrews 9, 14. This is what he delivered them of and us too. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit, there it is, the Holy Ghost, offer himself without spot to God. Christ offered himself without spot to God. He purged our conscience from dead works. Somebody said dead works. Anything that was under the law was called the works of the law. And they were called what? dead works. So people are trying to use water baptism to get you saved. How many know that dead works? Somebody trying to lay hands on you today to get you to receive the Spirit. How many know that dead works? People trying to get you to stand up in the service, just receive it, just receive the Spirit. That's dead works. You can only get the Spirit by the hearing of faith. See, if you only knew what I'm saying, you would not get deceived. You would not let your family get deceived. Because a lot of them go to churches and they tell them in the church, just stand up right where you are, just receive it, just receive it. All over the place, just receive the Spirit. That's dead works. Then people are telling you, yeah, you still got to go, that got to be an eternal judgment. That dead works. And I'm going to show you in the word, most people in the, in the church don't know eternal judgment took place at the cross. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I am happy all day. You, you, you got what you see. I'm, I'm, this is where I am all day. You asked my wife. My wife said, do you ever shut up? <laughs> Brother, my wife have to come in my room all the time when I'm sleeping. Come and wake up. What, what you doing? You talking in sleep. I said, no, I'm preaching. <laughs> I don't be just talking. I'm preaching, boy. <laughs> Hallelujah. I preach all day and all night. Glory to God. Amen. I had to do a, a eulogy yesterday for a one of our mothers here, sister, and I came back here and I was left here like something to six last night. 
Four days this morning, I'm right back. I love this stuff. I'm addicted on it. You know why? I want to be the greatest at what I do. That's why. If I was a doctor, I would like to be professional. Ain't that right? Well, I'm a pastor. I want to be professional. Amen. I want to make sure I know what I'm like. My sister back there with that mask on back, sister Shelly back there. She's professional. See? She knows what she's doing. And that's how you want people when they're in, the, in, the, in, the, in any business, right? All right. I just use her for an example. When, you, when you're a doctor, a lot of you in here, doctors or nurses or any other profession, you, you want to come to a place where you are professional. Ain't that right? Amen. I won't bother my sister this morning. I see she move into the professional business there. You, you know what I'm talking about, don't you, sister? Amen. Amen. It's, it's one thing to, to be somewhere, but it's one thing to move into the professional arena. Amen. Praise God. You have to get her testimony online. I, I, wrote, I read it this morning. Amen. All right. <clears throat> All right. Let's go. So that's dead work. Hebrew 9, 14 is what? Dead work. Dead work. God, God purged our conscience, our conscience, our mind, our soul from dead work so we can serve a living God. So otherwise, the question that Paul is asking in Galatians chapter 3, he's asking them a question. Otherwise, why? What is causing you not to obey the word? Did, did you catch on to my answer I just gave you? Dead works. See, when people are still going to churches where they're being taught dead works, that's law, then that, that's what causing them not to believe the word. Let, let, me, show, let me show you uh, another one before we get to that one. Let me, let's go to 1 Corinthians one seventeen, just one verse. And then we're going to go to Matthew 15. I'm going to show you uh, those two go together. 1 Corinthians, first of all, one seventeen. See, this is, this is what caused people, when Paul asked the people, uh, why you don't obey? What has caused you not to believe? See, the word obey means to believe the truth. What has caused you not to believe the truth? What is causing people that go to church every day, every Sunday, but they don't believe the truth? They do not want the gospel of Christ. Dead works. They listen to people who preach in the law. And because they listen to people who preach the law, they have dead works. And dead works will keep you from believing the truth. Watch this. First, uh, uh, what I asked you to go. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 17. See, this is not a game. Once you find out what the truth is, you can't listen to nobody else. Amen. If they're not preaching the truth, if you're not preaching Christ, you don't have nothing to say to me, first of all. Amen. I don't care how rich your ministry is. Amen. Don't care what you're driving, don't care what you're flying. If you're not preaching truth, I cannot hear you. Because if faith come by hearing, so does fear. See, spirits come by what you're listening at. <laughs> That's why you see people watch scary movies. They go to bed and they have a bad dream. They go, oh, well, I don't know why. You, you listen to you watch that before you went to bed. 
You got the spirit of that. But you come in here and God makes sure you get rid of it by the time you leave because that's what the preaching of the gospel does. All right, 1 Corinthians 1, 17. Here it is. Christ sent me not to baptize. Wonder why? I said, I wonder why. Because if he would baptize, the word he preached won't work. Somebody need to hear me. See, you got to understand, you can't be partial. You got to know what you're doing. Paul said, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Let, let's put that in the NLT. Let's see what that says. Same verse. See, if you preach, the, if you preach Christ and water baptized, then your message won't have no power. I know what I'm talking about. I know why God showed me what to do. And God showed me, he said, son, you can't do both. If you're expecting the word to move in the church, you got to remove the images and the idols. You can't have idolatry in the church. And that's what holding on to law does. It's nothing but idolatry. See, if you go back, if you go back and you look at, for example, if you go back and you look at this, if you go back and you look at it, when they came out of the wilderness, Israel, they had a brazen serpent. And the brazen serpent, when God told Moses to make it, and they looked at the brazen serpent, everybody who looked at the brazen serpent was healed. That's what God gave you in John chapter 3, verse 15, 16, 17. Start with verse number 3. I'm not going there, but I'm showing you where it is. They had a brazen serpent in the wilderness. Everybody looked at the brazen serpent, was healed. But what people did with the brazen serpent, they took it down and they put it in their belongings. So when they got in the promised land, they wouldn't put it up on the mountain. And they thought they could go to that brazen serpent and get healed anytime they want to. And God told his, the man when he chose him, he said, Take, go get that brazen serpent out the mountain. I want that destroyed. Because now it's become idolatry. The same thing used to work for you in the old covenant. If you bring them over into the new covenant, it's become idolatry. And that's why Paul told them, you can't have that. You want to bring what John the Baptist did into the church. Won't work. So you'll make the word of God none effect. If I baptize the people and God's power is Christ, something wrong here. Why am I doing that? If the power is in Christ. Why don't I just preach Christ crucified? Why do I need the bread on the table? If I bring the bread in the church and put it on the table, that's Moses' bread. That's the law, the bread of the law. Well, we got new bread in the new covenant. And our bread did not come from yeast and from other stores that you buy bread at. Our bread came from above. John chapter 6 called it living bread. Bread from heaven. 
See, people don't, if you know what the word says, you'll know what happened. You offend the spirit. If you follow that same thing out, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 said, grieve not the Holy Spirit right after he told you in verse 29. We're going to go there. Put all it all in your note. People don't know what they're doing. They come into church and want to put down water baptism for salvation. You are grieving the Holy Ghost, sir. When you come into church and baptize people and tell them God just washed your sins away, you grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Because the Holy Ghost already know that's what I did. My son did that. You're taking glory from my son and giving it to water. Taking glory from my son. He say he's the living bread. Why don't you want him? But that's what folks will do. And they'll go to church and they'll go to all the big fancy churches because they know that's what people are going to do with it. But we're going to keep preaching Christ in here. We're going to keep preaching Christ and him crucified. See, I sit back sometime and I wonder, I said, Lord, I can't, why this church ain't full to the roof? And God says, son, hadn't changed, the things hadn't changed. It's not me they want. They want the bread on the table, not the bread from heaven. They want the water baptism, not mine. They don't want Holy Ghost baptism. They want water. So you keep preaching Christ. You get water two or three every now and then. It's okay, just keep on preaching. Noah had eight folks saving his day. Keep on preaching. Somebody give your Lord a hand. Hallelujah. All right, where I am right now. First Corinthians chapter one. Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of word, lest the cross of Christ shall be non-effect. I want that out of the NLT, right? Ain't that what I said? All right, I want that out of the NLT. First Corinthians chapter number one, verse 17. You, you watch this. Watch what they're going to tell you. Watch what happened when that happened. See, this is why people are not getting saved in the churches. If you go back and you look at the Old Testament believers, and that was a man who had went in, his name is Achan. You ever get a chance, you may want to read it. When they, when they went into the promised land, they went out and fought a little town called Ai. And this man whose name was Achan, A-C-H-A-N, I think is the way you spell it. But anyway, Achan had taken a Babylonian garment and brought that garment and put that garment in his tent and covered it up. And it was, had idols, images on it. Idolatry. Now this is what happens when you try to preach law in a church where God has given it grace. You're in a dispensation of grace and people are still trying to preach law. Still trying to preach the law of Moses and wonder why the Holy Ghost is grieved. Do anybody hear what I'm saying? See, it's not me. It's the Holy Ghost you grieve. Because he knows what he has done already. 
That's why I'm not qualified. When I say qualified, I'm talking about to be here, to preach here unless I know what I'm talking about. Because I will grieve the Holy Spirit. Been there, done that. All right, uh, we... All right, uh, that's Joshua chapter 22. What verse they need to see? Verse 20. Joshua 22, 20. Okay, I'm not going to that right now. I'm trying to finish what I'm doing. First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 7 out the NLT. Here it is. Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the good news, and not with clever speech, for fear of the cross of Christ would lose its power. If I preach, the, if, I, if I baptize in the church, the gospel of Christ won't work. It would lose its power. Go to Matthew. Chapter 15. The gospel of Matthew. You're just helping you out at all. The gospel of Matthew, chapter 15. See, I'm trying to help you because my, my ministry is, is to help you. I, I, I want to help you. I don't want you to make the same mistake I made. Now, you can try do it another way and think it's going to work. Lo, I have told you. <laughs> Let's do it out of King James while you're there. Matthew chapter 15, verse 1 through verse number 9. You keep my notes, I'll use them the next time, okay? Because I'm not going to be able to do that. That's how I was gone. Matthew chapter 15, verse number one, come to this camera. Then the Pharisees came to Jesus, scribes, Pharisees, which was at, of Jerusalem, it says, asking Jesus a question. Here's a question. Why your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? Now, they're they not saying why, you, why your disciples don't transgress the word of God. No, no, no. Why they transgress the tradition of the elders? Well, what was the tradition of the elders? They wash not their hands when they eat bread. See what their mind was? The natural things, the law. But he answered and said to them, why do you transgress the commandment of God? See, they asked Jesus, why, why your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? I mean, you, you breaking our tradition. Your disciples are not washing their hands before they eat. You got some folks right now, fight you right now, you try to eat with not wash your hands. You need to wash your hands. I mean, all the stuff going on, you need to wash your hands, but you, it should not be a law. Ain't that right? I say, ain't that right? If you come to my house, I would like for you to wash your hands. I got stuff put up there for you to clean your hands. But if you want to sit down there and don't wash your hands, that's a, you, if I told you, just go and eat. As a matter of fact, if you want to eat with your hands, I got silverware right there on the table. <laughs> Ain't that right? I put all that there, but if you want to sit there and eat with your hands, you may say, look, we ate greens this way. Oh, just eat your, eat your greens the way you want. If you think they taste better with your hands, just help yourself. We ain't going to fall out about it. But watch these guys, what they told Jesus. Jesus said to verse 3, why you answer, why, but he answered and said to them, but why do you transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? You transgress the word of God with tradition. 
How many heard what I just said? You transgress the word of God with tradition. And that's what law is, is tradition. For God commanded, saying, honor your father and your mother, and he that curses father and mother, let him die to death. That's what God said. But you say. See, that's how, that's what goes on in churches. It's always what God said versus what they say. So you got to understand something. When you say what you say, that's tradition. Because you are saying what you say against what God says. Watch what it says. For God commanded sin unto your father and your mother, and he that curses father and mother, let him die to death. But you say, whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift. Otherwise, I'm a gift to you. And without me, you wouldn't have had that check. I'm going somewhere. Well, you know, you wouldn't be getting that money every month if it wasn't for me. Oh, hallelujah. I'm a gift to you. By whatsoever thou might be profited by me, you get money because of me. As a matter of fact, that check that come in this house, that's really my check. You ain't thinking about all the food you eating. Not thinking about the rent you ain't paying. Or the water that you ain't paying for. Or the on and on and on. But the money is yours. That's what these guys was talking about. Same stuff. And because of that, they don't honor their father and mother. And he said, and you honor not your father. Or your mother. And then you said, because I'm free. I can do what I want to. Thus have you made the commandment of God a non-effect by your tradition. Come on, clap your hand. That's, this, this is an awesome thing. They made the word of God a non-effect to keep their tradition. You know what God said about those people? They draw now to me with their mouths, but their hearts are far from me. They draw near. In vain they worship me. See, that's what people do. If your heart is not right, you're worshiping God in vain. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand. I'm giving it to close. First Corinthians, come on, stand up, stand up, stand up a little bit and stretch yourself. First Corinthians chapter 15, I'm coming to this camera. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received by which also you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Paul said, I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins. Here's the gospel. How Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again from the dead the third day according to the scripture. That's salvation. Preaching the gospel of Christ is preaching Christ's death, his burial, his resurrection. Because when you preach Christ, you'll find out that Christ died for your sins. Then you'll preach Christ's burial. you preach Christ is the bread. And God buried the body of sin with all of our sins in it. He buried the body of sins. He pulled it off buried it. And then he raised from the death, from the dead, all our souls. That's why the Bible says we are risen with Christ. 
If you then be risen with Christ, you are risen with Christ. God left your old man in the tomb. You are a new creation. So we give God thanks. Can you give him a big hand in here? We give God thanksgiving for his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.